0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage. This real estate business podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. I'm pretty fired up. I've got a great panel. I've got, you're not going to believe who I have on this. I've got the credit <laughs> queen of Macomb County and Capital Mortgage funding. I've got Lisa Lawson on the Lisa. I've got John Colbon, mortgage originator, extraordinaire, been in the business over 23 years. He is in the top. of all originators in the United States. Good morning, John Kolb. Good morning, everybody. And I have Mr. Harvey Freed, the host with the most of the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show, heard every Saturday morning on Detroit's own 97.1 FM. Been doing the show with Harvey for 22 years. We're going into our 22nd year of doing the show. Harvey's also been here over 25 years. And Harvey Freed, the host with the most. Good morning. Good morning, Harry. What's up? I've got some tremendous topics I want to go. And we all know, we all know, just diving right into it, we know that the housing market has been red hot for a very long time and especially picked up and craziness been going on since COVID, since March of 2020. But you know what? I've got some good news, everybody, that I'd like to share. I believe crazy seller expectations are starting to calm down. And I'm going to go over with the panel, and I'll start with you off, Lisa that I'm seeing it on our my own transactions, I'm seeing it on our company's transactions, and I'm seeing it nationwide because we lend in all 50 states as part of the Fairway Independent Mortgage Banking Network, equal housing lender, NMLS number 2020. That's for all you attorneys listening out there trying to catch me on some compliance issues, which is never going to happen. The crazy seller expectations are starting to calm down. Do you want to know why? Because... I feel that there's seller flexibility. There's seller flexibility on paying for repairs. There's seller flexibilities on giving some additional seller credits. I'm even seeing sellers move back and comply with extended closing dates, Lisa Lawson. What are you seeing out there?
1: Yeah, all of those things and and even the appraisal guarantees that were crazy before, you know, $30,000, $40,000 appraisal guarantees. All of a sudden I got one today. $2,000 $2,000 appraisal guarantee, $1,000, $5,000. Those seem to be coming down a little bit too. I think people are starting to have a slightly more realistic expectation in the markets. I don't want to say cooling down, but it's it's correcting itself. And I definitely am seeing the same.
0: Yeah. John Kolb, how about you on those crazy sell
2: expectations starting to calm down? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I see. I see it calming down a little bit. I also see some some buyers out there that are unrealistic in what they expect and want and need. And um, I, I think we all just have to calm down, get back to the norm of how how to do mortgage and real estate business, and get back to it because these we got to be more professional. We got to uh, let these people know on the front end that you need to get back to listening to what the professionals are telling you and stop going off the rails and trying to figure out things on your own because you know, I'm, I'm 10 days away from a closing on a purchase, uh, someone putting 20% down and all of a sudden this buyer wants an appraisal. We don't feel comfortable. We want an appraisal. Well, that's great had you told us that on the front end when we explained everything to you. But now that you're 10 days away from closing, the seller's not willing to budge because you already waived your appraisal conti- uh, contingency, told them you didn't need an appraisal, told them you could get closed sooner. So we got to really just reel our clients in let them know, both buyers and sellers, let them know what needs to be done to get a transaction done the right way, the smooth way, so that everybody's happy, and just get back to doing business. Well,
0: I agree with that. And and Harvey Freed, sticking on the subject of crazy seller expectations are starting to calm down. Um, tell me what you're seeing on your purchase agreements. Are you experiencing the same way? And I'm going to tell you the reasons why I believe they're starting to calm down, because the market is shifting, Harvey Freed.
3: Yeah, just a bit, Harry, too. Um, what is really out there is these inspections. These inspections reveal the truth. So we see it on that end of the transaction, too, where, yes, families are saying, no, I'm going to inspect this place. And the inspection's key to these transactions. Um, every time we find a client doing the proper due diligence, we typically find some pretty large items. Many of the homes in across the United States here, and of course I do Florida and Michigan, these units were built in Florida. They were built in the 70s condominium projects, some in the 80s, some in the 90s. Same here in Michigan. We've got 40, 50, 60-year-old homes. These inspections re- inspections reveal the truth, and people need to know what they're getting into, right? If they're already overpaying for the house, and like our condo down in Florida, now we're going to find out this afternoon if we got a whole uh, repair job and all the plumbing needs to come out of the house. So yeah, I think here it's a more balanced marketplace as sellers and buyers, hopefully a little bit more inventory comes on. And I think the sellers realize that they're up against it when they sell their house, that they're finding a little bit, they need to be more reasonable because they're finding out that their buyer's on the other end, and they're getting it handed to them a bit.
0: Yeah, so wrapping all that together, Lisa, John, and Harvey, the crazy seller expectations are starting to calm down. Because why? Because existing home sales are now back on the rise and I'm sorry, home inventories are picking up and on the rise. So there's more competition in their neighborhood when they were the only game in town, when as soon as they put their house on the market, they had 15 offers. Well, there's more home inventory picking up right now. That's number one. Number two, Lisa Lawson, appraisals still haven't caught up to values and that's really on both buyer and seller. Okay, because as a lender, Lisa, we're only gonna lend on the appraised value of the house. You could buy a house one hundred thousand dollars over asking price, but if it appraises for two hundred thousand versus three hundred thousand, we're lending on the two hundred. We're seeing that appraisers haven't ca- appraisals haven't caught up yet. They just haven't. The values have not caught up yet. So I'm telling you, sellers' expectations are starting to calm down. Because home inventories are picking up.
1: Yeah, I would say they haven't caught up yet, but they are better than they were. They're closer to caught up. I mean, we're already at the end of August. So we've had June, July, and almost all of this month, you know, those comps are being recorded. You know, so I do think that, yes, like under example, maybe a hundred thousand dollar deficit isn't realistic, but maybe that deficit is only 50 grand for the purpose of the example. So I do think it's getting a little bit better than it was, which I think is also kind of pushing everything. People are starting to get the values to get a little closer than they previously were. And those guarantees don't have to be so huge as they were previously.
0: Yeah. And John, you know, homebuyers are, are frustrated with the process. OK, they're frustrated. They've been in their cars. They've been looking at houses. They've heard from sellers. They've had four, five, six, ten 10 offers turned down. They're throwing their hands up and they're saying to themselves, you know what? I, I'm not going to participate in this anymore. When we make an offer, we're going to hold till our offer. I'm seeing that now too.
2: Yeah. And, and I also have a lot of people uh, doing that and also saying, we're going to take a step back and wait because we are really tired of being out in the car, out looking at uh, all these homes and all of our offers not getting accepted. And that's not at, uh, at a fault of anybody's other than just, like you said, sellers' un- uh, unrealistic uh, uh, expectations. And we got to make sure that we, like like, we keep going back to, just reel them back in and explain what's going on in the market and what you should expect. I agree with that. Harvey, here we are, as Lisa mentioned, in late
0: August. Here in southeastern Michigan, in Michigan, in northern states, what does that mean when it's late August? It means kids are going back to school, and it really means everybody's pushing to get in late August, mid-September. We're seeing the residual effect of that, more, more inventory, late in the selling season here, crazy seller expectations starting to calm down. Like you said, Harvey, inspections will tell the tale, and will be the truth. We're also finding right now, Harv, Mm -hmm. right this second, the mortgage interest rate has been stable. We had a blip a couple weeks ago where they went up two, three times in one day because that's what they do. They settled back down. Rates are stable. So it's still a
3: great time to buy a house, isn't it, Harvey? Yeah, it's a fantastic uh, time to buy, Harry. And I I see a little bit of uh, some of the newbies in our industry are out there trying to promote these. Uh, home buying seminars. Yeah. That, that is something that we've done here forever. A long time. We do one-on-one home buying seminars, here, and it's very important. If you're going to be a home buyer in today's marketplace, whether you're a first time home buyer or second or third time around, understanding what the process is all about. And then of course, in today's market, truly understanding what today's marketplace is. And then when your realtor sits down with you, it all sort of comes together and we can put a cohesive team together because it's so important That you understand the home buying process and why little things like a a larger earnest money deposit, um, a conventional loan offer over maybe an FHA offer, although we're very strongly uh, pro FHA knowing that it helps so many families get into their home. But these little nuances and things that families can do, Harry, so that their home buying experience this fall or winter uh, will be great and they'll be able to get that house they're looking for. We don't see any slowdown in buyers out there and we hope that families continue to go ahead and take advantage of the new inventory.
0: Yeah. Harvey, how do you feel about, uh, you know, how do you feel about the selling season from say September one, all the way through the holiday season, 1231, 2021, just give me your observations, your feeling, you've only been doing this for close to 30 years. Um, You know, you probably have a pretty good handle on the market. And I know, you know, we're not weathermen. We don't like to predict things because you're going to be wrong a lot of times, but, But being on the street all day, every day, what's your vibe?
3: I mean, what are you really feeling right now? you go back, our Octobers have always been some of our uh, busiest seasons ever. Even our Septembers and Octobers over the last few years, just huge buying seasons. As Like you said, Harry, a lot of families now, they had the pandemic. They wanted to stretch their legs over the summer. I I don't want to be in a car at 80 and 90 degrees in a day like today looking at the house. But I might in another month from now, as things sort of slow down a little bit and gives our our buyers an opportunity to see what the new inventory is going to look like. And again, home prices aren't going down. Rates should stay relatively low throughout the fall and winter season. And it's exciting for these families really just to set themselves up and get out there and go ahead and buy a house. Now just a little bit cooler. And I think it's fantastic. Although the the summer uh, is usually the typical hot buying season, we're going to see an extended Indian summer season here as uh, warmer temperatures throughout the next two months should keep families out there looking at homes.
0: There you heard it, everybody. Lisa
3: Lawson, I want to get your take on that.
0: You've been doing this a very long time, too. You're out in the community a lot. You have a very strong realtor network. What's your vibe on uh, the last four months of 2021? How do you feel home sales are going to go?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it used to be that the summer was always the home buying season, right? Everyone knew June, July, August, June, July, August. And I think over the past few years, we're starting to see a shift. I know myself, like Harvey, October has historically, the past three years, been my busiest month. Mm -hmm. I think some people are being smart about it they don't want to be kind of stuck in that mad rush in the summer so they're like wait my kids as long as they're in the same school district i'm fine and so they're kind of waiting they're waiting till that mad rush comes over and they don't even really start getting out there until you know the kids are back to school um especially if they've got older kids some people are downsizing upsizing school district Mm -hmm. isn't even an issue for some of them so i think people are are becoming more flexible that way trying to avoid that summer rush that in between that and everybody's work from home. I mean, pretty much work is where you are now for a lot of people. And so I think, you know, having that must be moving in the summer mentality is kind of gone to the wayside and it's a little bit outdated. I think right now, especially if you realize that the space that you have isn't big enough for accommodating your needs, it doesn't matter when you move as long as you make that space work for you. So I think we're seeing people moving all times of the year now. I don't don't think it's that summer rush like it used to be. That's my opinion.
0: Excellent. Excellent. I like your view, Lisa. I like your view, Harvey. John Cole. are we going to make it three for three? How do you feel September through December
2: is going to be in 2021? Well, I really like Ron Burgundy slash Harvey Freed's theory on the Indian summer. So I, I'm, I'm <laughs> really looking forward to that. But um, I do agree that the fall in Michigan um, and it's here, I couldn't think of anything worse than getting in a car and going out and looking at a house uh, this week with how hot it's been, how muggy it's been. You know, people trampling in and out of my house. uh, Just no thank you. So, yes, I agree that the fall is always a fun month to get out there and look, a fun month to move in. Uh, a fun season to uh, kind of see these homes all decorated up and what they have to offer for the holiday season coming up and what the neighborhoods look like for those holiday seasons coming up. You know, that's a big thing on what your neighborhood has to offer when it comes to kids. What's Halloween like? What's Thanksgiving like? What's Christmas like? um, I'm sorry, excuse me, Christmas and Hanukkah like. Um, We just want to make sure that you're getting into a neighborhood that you love and that your family can enjoy and that you're going to be, uh, you know, be successful in. Well, you know, and I appreciate your opinions and I appreciate all your views. We have over
0: 110 years of mortgage banking experience between Lisa Lawson, John Kolb, Harvey Freed, and myself on this podcast. If Becky were here, it'd be 130 years. Becky has many, many transactions like we all do taking place. She's caught at a closing right now that we're working on. And, uh, you know, she sends her, uh, her love and her respect to all of you. I just got off the phone with her, and that's why I was a little delayed in getting on the podcast. But in any event, um, I'm sure Becky will concur, because I know her book of business is really strong right now. And uh, the purchase market, again, is still going very strong. Let's shift it a little bit, panel. Lisa Lawson, I'm going to start out with you. Rates are low. How come people are still aren't taking advantage of these historic low rates by refinancing? How
1: come? I don't know. I'm hoping this is my fingers crossed, that people think, hey, I'm going to move in a few months. So it doesn't make sense for me to refinance right now. I agree 100%. Why refinance unless you're trying to take cash out as a down payment for the next transaction? um, If you're going to be, you know, intending on selling your home maybe this fall. Um, So I'm kind of hoping that's what's happening. Otherwise, I think maybe people think it's too good to be true. I'm really not sure. I'm surprised that we aren't a little busier with refinances. We're still doing major purchase business. But Honestly, you should be looking to see if you can drop private mortgage insurance. If you oh, getting a call. There you
3: go. <laughs> okay.
1: Getting a call. Dropping your term if it's necessary, or reducing your term because these are all benefits. You know um, it, it, that your home equity can can work for you. So yes, I think that we should be a little busier for refis, but that's my take.
0: Yeah, so here's what we do at Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, equal housing lender, John Cole. We, we go ahead and we go over our previous client list, and we're very proactive in trying to save people money. We're not going to do it. And I, I talked to a guy who has three properties yesterday, John. Two of them, it just didn't make sense to go ahead and refinance. The third, it did. That happened to be his primary The first two were rental properties, and he was already in 15 and 20 years into it. The rate doesn't matter because he's already paid the majority of the interest down. He wouldn't have saved any money. We couldn't shorten the term for him. He's in a great position, and he's making additional principal payments. Now, on his primary residence, his rate's a little high. We could save him a couple hundred bucks a month, so that's what we're going to do. And he was very, very thankful Because he knew if he called somewhere else, they would try to refinance every single property just to flip loans and take advantage and churn and burn. That's not what we do here. So he was very thankful for that. So we're going to do one out of the three properties, the only property that makes sense. I know you're in touch with your, your client base all the time, and you're pretty busy right now, aren't
2: you? Yeah. I mean, like Lisa said, we could always be a little bit busier. We always want to see more and more people saving money, but um, at the same point, you can you know only lead a horse to water. you can't make them drink. So we do what we have to do. We tell the truth. we put the scenarios and the options in front of you, and then at the at that point you make an educated decision. Um, you know the, here you know the tough one the tough ones that we get, we just had a couple this week where people bought in early 2020 or mid-2020, and they want to come back and save some money on lowering their rate, but their taxes are about to reassess. So, yes, I'm dropping your rate down three-quarters of a point or a full percent, but at the, same, at the same point, your taxes are going to be reassessing come the next month or two now that the July bill just hit. Um, and, but your real payment, uh, moving forward is probably going to be going up 30, 40, 50 bucks. It's a hard thing for people to wrap their heads around that, wait, I'm saving a, a full percent, but my payment's going up 30, 40, 50 bucks. And it takes some time, energy. And we do that. We spend the time and the energy to explain it so that they understand it. And some people just have to wait to see that payment go up three, four, $500 a month before they come back and they say, whoops, you were right. And, you know, but we do what we do. We, we keep putting the information in front of them like we know how. We explain it the best that we can. I always tell clients, we're going to have this conversation again in six months, a year, 18 months. That's okay. Let's keep having it. I like it, John.
0: And, and Harvey Freed, isn't it all about the math? Isn't it all about saving people money and what makes sense and if they can recoup the cost within a year or two? It, it's got to make sense. It's like baseball, right, Harvey? It's situational you got to go over, like John said, you got to go over it in depth. It's really about the math, and it's about your clients' wants and needs and their goals and and the objectives that we're trying
3: to accomplish for them, right? we got to help people out. Yeah, I see it every day, Harry. This morning, I'm working on a new mortgage. I got him a 30-year last year, a younger fellow, but he's looking to get the house paid off, do the right thing. And sure enough, when I run the credit report this morning, I see a lot of new debt on there and I'm, I, I'm going to call them back to question some things. Um, maybe uh, this loan does make sense. Maybe it doesn't. But again, we have its best interest. And after you've done this for a long time, the one thing you're going to realize uh, is we, the clients are going to come back to you. If you do clients the right way, if you're honest, if you break down the math, send them amortization charts, people need to be educated in this facet of their life. Uh, financial literacy, we know they don't teach it in school. So you've got to find a core of people that are going to do everything you need to know to be successful in your purchase, getting your new mortgage. And it's not willy-nilly, and it's not something you do with a stranger on the internet. It's just not. I love it, Harvey. I love the passion that you, John, and Lisa bring. We take this
0: business seriously. We call ourselves mortgage nerds. We nerd out on the entire mortgage process. We just do. We obsess about certain things. And one of the things we obsess about is accurate versus inaccurate information. When we hear that there are people out there giving inaccurate information to people, you know, your brother's mother, sister's father knows somebody that is in the mortgage business and then you get the call and you have to undo all that misinformation that they've been given and they've digested and they think it's real. It's just not real. You got to work with somebody who's been around That you trust, that you've heard of, that's have several hundreds of thousands of transactions under their belt. And and that's what we provide. And and with you, Harvey, John, Lisa, Becky, our entire crew here at Capital Mortgage Funding, we're a team that could be counted on. And, And again, I'm just lucky that I get to be part of something bigger than myself, and it's with all you guys. And just making sure people get taken care of. So Lisa. Last thoughts of the day before I introduce Roberto Boshane, our producer and director of this. He's going to get us out of this in about five minutes. But uh, Lisa Lawson, last thoughts of the day.
2: Yeah,
1: I would say it doesn't matter who you work with here at Capital Mortgage Funding. Everybody here has your best interests at heart, whether that means we're going to work on maximizing your score prior to closing, because that's what's going to put you in the best position, or we're going to crunch numbers and figure out which debts – to pay off for you that's going to make the biggest impact on your cash flow every month, whatever that is and whatever your need is, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that we meet that need to the best of our ability and make sure that we're doing it, um, you know, in a timely manner, making sure that you understand the process and why we're doing what we're doing. So I think those are all really important things, no matter who you work with here, it's just what we're about.
0: That was Lisa Lawson, the credit queen, everybody, the credit <laughs> queen of Macomb County. She knows that she is <laughs> the Google of our office. We appreciate that, Lisa. We love you. And you always do a great job. And uh, you know, there couldn't be a more honest and efficient
2: individual with, the, with a lot of knowledge in the mortgage industry. John Cole, last words of the day. Staying on the topic of accurate and inaccurate information and knowing that uh, fall is upon us with football season, I have to uh, correct Harvey on financial literacy being taught in college. At Michigan State University, we do (laughs) learn financial literacy. Maybe not at Arizona State, maybe not at U of M, Wayne State, Eastern, wherever he pays homage. But at Michigan State (laughs) University, we do teach financial literacy. Go green.
0: Go green, go white. And, John, I'll say this to you. Not only does he pay homage, he's paying tuition bills down in Arizona, too. Right, Harvey? What do you got? Last last comment of the
3: day, Harvey Freed. Well, uh, congratulations to everyone who bought a house in the last couple of years. You're sitting on a ton of equity, whether whatever college you went to um, continued success to all the homeowners that dealt with us and whoever listens to the podcast. Call us at the office. We care about your mortgage. We'll put together a great team so that you're able to get the offer accepted. And there's a difference between working with people that have experience and a track record and these brand new fly by night companies. Stay away. They're just the current flavor get rid of them it's like that new coke they tried it for a year or two but it was a loser get rid of it
0: there you go I love I love that Harvey great great job as always if one thing you can count on from Harvey freed it's passion and we appreciate that passion work ethic carries Harvey's day um, my last words in there are as follows for Wednesday August 25th listen everybody come to the end of the month. You know, in the following week, we're going to be in a short week. I want everybody to be safe, healthy, and happy celebrating Labor Day. We're going to take the day off on Monday. I believe that's the 6th, right, everybody? We're going to take that day off. um, Let our workforce go ahead and uh, have a day of relaxation, a day of rest, spend the day with their family. But we have a lot of work to do for the end of this month and rolling into the next month. We're going to get it done for everybody. Um, We take your mortgage seriously. Again, I'm going to nerd out because I'm just a mortgage goofball. Been doing this a long time. It's the only thing that I believe I do very, very well. I'm never going to retire because I don't do anything well enough to retire, too. So with that in mind, I want to thank Lisa Lawson. I want to thank John Kolb. I want to thank Harvey Freed, of course, in the booth, the man behind the curtain, Roberta Moshe, our producer and director. I want to thank all of you for listening. And once again, this is Harry Glantz for the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show for Wednesday, August 25th. Join the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate Business Show radio show on Saturdays, every Saturday, 9 to 10, 97.1 FM. We'll see you soon.